IDC podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything, doesn't matter what or when or who or why, we will talk about it at some point. My name is Lucas and I'm the one starting this because why not? The idea would be like if someone walked up to you and said, what do you want to talk about? And you said, I don't care. We're talking about movies, songs, video games, board games, food, books, personality traits, people, animals, history, anything and everything you can think of. Except politics, there's enough of that going on in the world. We can agree, disagree, or agree to disagree on any opinions, facts, or anything else that comes up in the episodes because life, we are just here having a good time. This is the second episode of this three-part series for the year anniversary week of this podcast. Very exciting, I know. Of course, one of these anniversary episodes must be talking about a musical. When talking about a musical, I must have two of my very special people to talk to, Lucas and Jonathan. How are you two doing today? Great. We're special. Oh, good. Yes. Good. I'm glad you guys talk at the same time. That's oh, always we're nice. good at that. <laughs> we do that all the time. No, it's no confusion. It's Lucas and Lucas. We've He's been on the episodes many a time, so... There's no confusion, really. We know Lucas, Lucas. Jonathan is the buffer zone, pretty much. But pretty in, much. in a sense, it's going to be Lucas and Jonathan, and Lucas is the buffer zone to, in this episode. That doesn't confuse people at Just all. Just keep saying Lucas, <laughs> and we'll be fine. I know, right? But uh, no, thanks for being on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course. Happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so in this episode... Oh, we are going to talk about the musical that is the Cat's Meow. Literally, it is the musical Cats. Ew, I hate that pun. (laughs) (laughs) Was the worst. You can't hate it. It's the best. So the first production of Cats was in 1981. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan. Jonathan is the fanboy here about it. Okay, I don't know, like, the whole history. How How do you not know the whole history? You know, I did learn something, though, in researching the history. What is that? But we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so <laughs> way to leave us hanging. <laughs> that was rude. I'm sorry. I just I have to do it because it's a later it's a later thing that I'll mention. Um, okay. But supposedly it's one of the longest running musicals, right, Jonathan? It yes, it was the longest running until Phantom of the Opera took over. But at the time, yes, and it is one of the longest running musicals. Yeah. Um, I did learn something along the way uh, doing research. So technically, being in 1981 was the first production. And then I guess Fan of the Opera came out in, what, 1988? So I'm guessing the longest running is considering how many shows it's put on rather than how long it's actually been in the theaters. Yeah, I Luke. think it's a combination of that, yeah. Yeah. Say, so, Lucas, I bet you have an idea of what, what Yeah, that because it, it does, it has to do with the shows, I do believe so. But then, like, eventually, like, when Cats was kind of like, okay, they closed, and Phantom kept going, they eventually did surpass, like, the amount of years of the Cats total. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yay math. I hate math. <laughs> Yay math. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So theater majors. Yeah, theater majors. Woo. You just have to measure stuff. That's the only math we have. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's only if you build sets. It's not that's just about I, I mean do. I mean I guess you know they say you have to count for dancing and stuff, but I mean really We can count you, to 8. Yeah, I mean do you really have to? I mean Speaking of dancing, this show oh, That is true. This show is very dance heavy but before we get into talking about it i just want to ask everybody here the grand old question what makes this show enjoyable i don't know who wants to start do we should probably leave jonathan we should probably leave jonathan for last and so lucas why don't you go first like what makes this what, (laughs) what makes this show enjoyable well, I would have to say um, the concept itself being taken from poetry to me is intriguing and unique, and I like that. Um, it is a dance show, so my opinion is this is a show that would be fun to see live because seeing dancers live perform all these great stunts with all these costumes, I think, I think that's really neat and really fun. Um, as well as, I don't really know if I think the plot of it's enjoyable. Um, and Jonathan, you can add on to that later because, yeah. But um, I I think the idea that it's a very dance-heavy, um, beautifully choreographed show, um, it's very unique and the concept's very unique. Um, but yeah, I think that's what kind of is its appeal is it's a quirky version of a chorus line, like in my head, because it's a dance show, but it's very unique. And of course, Andrew Lloyd Webber's music is amazing. I do like the music. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a combination of those factors. I will say like, obviously memory being a power ballad has solidified it but um yeah that's kind of what i find enjoyable about the show for some reason i don't know why it just came to my head but like nutcracker yeah like very it's a very nutcrackery feel to it um i can see that i can feel that yeah you can feel that you can feel all right i mean i kind of i kind of agree with you on on some things you know the dance it's a dance heavy show the dancing's fun it probably would be a good show to watch live um yeah uh jonathan what makes it enjoyable (laughs) here's the real answer though (laughs) folks are Um, you listening because this is this is this is gonna get you do do you want me to like go through like what cats has meant for my whole life or just in general a quick what's good about it do both we got time it's you jonathan this is you like the show you love it so my grandma got my dad the vhs copy of cats as a gag gift and for like his birthday or something and i found it and i watched it and i loved it and i watched it every single day as a kid sometimes probably more than once a day um and so i just like was obsessed um and then for my sixth birthday my dad got me tickets we were living in scotland at the time so my dad got his tickets to go to edinburgh and watch it live there and so course i was six years old i can kind of remember moments but not like the whole show um 
but so it just meant like a lot for me so that's what this show mainly is is like just pure nostalgia first of all and so i mean it's your first show that you ever saw on stage i mean i'm guessing yeah you're six years old yeah that was my very first show i saw live which like you know it's always a moment and has a special place in your heart mm-hmm. and then like a couple years ago i think it was 2019 or 2018 i got to take my sister and my nephew down to fayetteville arkansas and we saw it there too so i got to share with my nephew like this musical that i watched around his age um and so for me it's really nostalgic but the music in it every time i hear it it's just like, it makes me so happy. Andrew Lloyd Webber is an amazing composer. And his music always has a way of just bringing forth, like, these emotions in all of his shows that uh, they're just, I don't know. It's amazing how he can, like, do that with just his music. And then, of course, he added, he put, like, the poems that these are based off to music. And... So you got this really confusing plot, which we can talk about later because it's a whole thing. But um, so the music, the dancing is incredible. I used to try and mimic it in the living room as a kid. And Maybe that's why you're probably, such a good dancer now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but then also the lighting, because especially mm. watching it live compared to like the recording, um, it's just bright and colorful but of course it has its dark moments too. And it's just a beautiful show to watch. And I would consider it more of a dancey music show than like going for the storyline. <laughs> um, but it's fun. It's bright. It's really good for kids. I mean, that's, it's a very family friendly show. Mm-hmm. And so I was glad I got to, you know, take my nephew. I was glad my dad brought me as a kid. And it's just something that you can share with your whole family. Yeah. So you both mentioned it. The thing that I learned that I that I uh, <laughs> was going to say for later that uh, that the story was based off of a collection of poems. I didn't know. Yes, Elliot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was T. S. Eliot. Yeah, T. S. Mm-hmm. Eliot. It was called. I guess it was called like Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I did not know that. So that makes a whole lot of sense. I for sure don't have three different copies of that poem book in my room. You have three different copies of it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm actually proud. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I guess my thing is, it's like... I'm actually proud. If you, if you, <laughs> if you love something, and Jonathan, it really touched me, I love hearing the nostalgia part of mm-hmm. it. Because like... I get it. This is a show that a lot of people love, but then a lot of people hate. And I know Mm -hmm. we'll probably get to that. Um, But like, I like hearing why people like what they like. Yeah. And so that really, I really enjoyed like hearing that because I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah, that's part of your childhood, but it also is part of your life. It's influenced you to do what you do and like to be who you are. And I love hearing that. Um, That's probably the teacher in me coming out. But, um, but yeah, I love that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, wave it. Wave that freak flag. I love that you have all those um, 
poems in your house, like in your room, like go for it. Love that. <laughs> I always say the stuff that I say <laughs> because it just, it just, it's just fun to irritate Jonathan. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's but fun the, too. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, you know, whatever. But, you know, in the end, you know, I, I, I respect his, his like for cats and I appreciate it. I mean, is it for me? No, but I can at least respect it, even though I've never watched it with him. Or anything. I can get behind the concept. Like every yeah. time I've seen like the recording, or like I've never seen it live, and I might actually go see it live because mm-hmm. um, it's coming to the Fox in St. Louis. Um, but every time, like I see the recording or I see like pictures of set and stuff, like I've I've always been impressed with the set, and so like the concept of like their cats and they're in this junkyard larger than life looking junkyard and then like just even the lore kind of in the very complicated plot like it's it's appealing to a point but Mm -hmm. digesting it to me is so difficult um like in getting past some of the in my opinion more cringy moments i I would say this is a show that if it's going to be done it has to be executed very well like it has to be top notch, a hundred percent done well because it can easily fall flat because of how, in my opinion, how and I don't mean this negative, but how ridiculous it kind of is as a concept. Yeah. And so I feel like it has to be done like very, like a professional production of it. Yeah, I would enjoy probably, but like going to see a college production of it, or God forbid, a high school production of it. <laughs> Um, which funny story, um, and hopefully she doesn't listen to this. My music teacher, um, my choir teacher, when she was in high school at Potosi, Missouri, of all places, um, they did cats and she was Grizabella and yeah, high school production of cats. Don't think I've ever uttered any more terrifying words. Was it good? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't alive. Um, oh. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. She was my choir teacher, LJ. She oh, sorry. I don't know. I wasn't alive. You mean to tell me you didn't ask her if it was good? Well, of course she's going to say she was good. It, it was. She was in it. I think she hey, did there say, are plenty of shows she, that I've been in. Hey, if someone asked me, I hey, think, was it good? I'd be like, eh. I think her exact answer was, I was good. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, that's all what that I matters. Would say too. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like that's that's fine. She goes, it was quite an undertaking. I was like, I can imagine. Like, yeah. there's been several times that I've had a wild hair, and I've been like, what if I did that just to see how ridiculous I could make it? And then I'm like, I let, the, me, let me wait till I'm close to retirement. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had the opportunity to audition for Cats. Why and... didn't you? I didn't do it because I was afraid I'd, I was afraid of spandex pretty much. Oh my gosh, that oh my opportunity gosh. comes Get along, over the you fear go of spandex. <laughs> Plus, I just didn't want to be in the show. You know, I didn't like it. But they were like, they were like, Lucas, you need to be in this. If you if you audition, you'll get in. And I'm all like, I'm not a dancer. I don't want to be a cat. And well, everybody wants to be a cat. That's oh, wrong show. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, Jonathan. Um, but, um, I would say I think it would be a fun show to be in. 
Like, I think it'd be more fun to do than watch. No offense, Jonathan. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's how – there's shows like that. Like, I feel that way about – not to get off on the tangent, but I feel that way about Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, yeah. Like, watching it, I feel like I need to be on some sort of substance. Um, <laughs> um, but being in it, oh, yeah, that looks like a ton of fun. But that's the way I feel about Cats, too. So Yeah. I mean – now that we're talking about this, I am thinking about us three in spandex, and I don't know if that's a pretty picture or not. Oh, I would look great. Fan freaking tastic. <laughs> Meow. You have not seen me in a while. I am losing weight. I am looking good. I would look great. That's spandex. Yeah. Every inch of my body. Let's go. I'm not, but still. <laughs> you would look great, Jonathan. We would all look great. We would own it. I don't know about we, that. We should have done this in college. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Young, she been like, hey, Lisa. Oh, Ever, that... Were you, okay, I know, this is a random, random, random rabbit, rabbit, rabbit trail, but it connects with cat, cats. Oh, no. Um, when we did Big Fish, okay. do you remember the announcement? The announcement? They brought it, when they announced what show we were going to do. Oh, for, yeah. Yes, they brought us into the... Um, Music. The music hall. Recital hall. Thing. Recital hall. And we, they put like down the projector screen mm -hmm. and they're like, and our show is, and they turned it on and it was a commercial for cats. Mm -hmm. And we all thought we were doing cats, which I didn't think so. But like some people were like, is this for real? Yeah. And then we ended up doing Big Fish. But they're just yeah. trying to throw us off. Because, I came in it's only semester. because like Isaac wanted to do cats. That's true. <laughs> Jonathan, were you there for that? I came in the semester you guys were doing Big Fish, and I helped on the crew. And if you guys were doing Cats at that time, I would have just... Oh, he would have flipped. Died. You would have you personally got yourself a pair of leotards, made yourself a cat costume, and then just casually put yourself on the stage every so often. <laughs> oh, for sure. I would have just snuck on. Y'all wouldn't have noticed. I would have belonged there. Um, have you seen... Okay, have you that made me think of have you seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when like Titus goes to see cats and it's literally just a bunch of actors making up their own names and jumping on stage? No. I have not seen that episode. It's hilarious. Is it hilarious? Oh I bet. I love that show. Oh my gosh. I just can't imagine if we would have done cats. Like how would that It would not have been good. But it would have been an experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that matters, right? All right, oh. back to the show. Yeah, yeah the I, show. I do agree, Lucas, that it's not really a show I would want to see, like, a high school or college perform it, even though, like, I'm sure college students are talented and great, but... I'd say it depends on the caliber of the college. Like, if it's a college in Missouri, yeah. If it's a college in New York, yeah, probably I'll watch it, like... Depending, like, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, like, East Coast has more of the, if it's a theater arts school that is a conservatory, that that's what they do, and, like, that's what they're about, then yeah, I'd probably go watch it. If it was, hey, we're putting on cats, I would probably not go watch it. <laughs> yeah, it, th there's a fine line of, are you actually pulling us in and like just look being graceful in your acting or are you sitting on stage licking your hand kind of thing 
Agreed. That is a that is that is a that is the question. That is the question. <laughs> there has been many a times I've been on stage and I've just licked my hand and just like Ooh. and now I've I've seen you. <laughs> We've all acted together. <laughs> so anyway, so moving on to let's talk about the show a little bit. You know, we kind of talked about our feelings about it, our past experiences, and other okay. rabbit trails talking about it. But um, let's talk about the characters. I mean, obviously they're all cats. If you, uh, no. you know, haven't been paying attention this whole time or don't know the musical, it is called Cats. So obviously there's cats in it. Do you have to be a Do you have to be a, a Cats fan to enjoy this musical? Because I feel like that maybe is one of the reasons why I don't like it is because I'm not a big cat person. Because you're I'm a dog allergic. person. <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> hey, they they do a dog segment as well. So they do. Yeah. It's only for like two seconds or something like that. I think it's I vaguely song. remember Can... that. Yeah. It's a song that they do where the cats dress up as dogs. Oh. I'm not going to say what I want to say from there. So characters, um, let's <laughs> just go into that. <laughs> Luke has got it, though. Um, <clears throat> so characters. Let's talk about characters. I have no idea their names. So Jonathan, this is all you. Tell us about the characters. Well, in order to talk about the characters, we need to discuss the poems because they got pretty much all the names from the poems. Um, because there's a poem in the Old Possum Spoke of Practical Cats called The Naming of Cats, which is just going to have a bunch of names that they give the cats. Congratulations, the there's your ensemble. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so each cat has, each main cat has their own poem. And so they get the names from that, or they get their names from the naming of cats. And I think it, that covers pretty much everyone, except maybe like a few that they had to make up. Ooh, fun story. Ooh. Uh, the cat Jemima wasn't actually in like, at least as far as I know, it wasn't in the original show but she was created for the live recording that they did hmm. in 1996 okay. yeah, so yeah so that was fun um how, how how big is this cast is it like is it one is it a show that has a bigger cast to it it's pretty big i would yeah, say i would say 15 to 20 yeah you have an ensemble and then you also have like quite a few saw cats with their own songs, like like Jonathan said, that are named in poems. Yeah. So yeah, I don't and, think there's a lot of I I don't know. Like I said, never directed this, never been in it, but I don't think there's a lot of doubling. There might be a little bit, but no, there there is at least um, yeah, there is doubling because Old Deuteronomy and McCavity and Buster for Jones, they're all gonna have doubles that they're actually on stage a lot more than you see them. Okay. As their characters. Um, and I think there's others too. But Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Just makeup is so extreme, like as well. So Yeah. Um, Which is something we'll get to in the next yeah. in the next topic. We'll talk about staging and costumes and stuff. Yeah. I don't but, I don't know if they do that for their live shows at all, but um they they did it for the recording. They doubled mm -hmm. up. Now for the recording, you mean like the recording of the show, like the or like the recording of the... Well, no, that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to say. Never mind. 
It was the yeah the the one they did in He's London. He's talking about the pro shot. Yeah. Not not the new movie. Like the one that the one that uh, is always shown on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the recorded like the recorded version, they call that the pro shot. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I think, that, I think that's the one that I have seen multiple times. Yeah. Well, tried to watch multiple times. I tried to show my kids it, and we nearly like killed things so oh my gosh you yeah. nearly killed things tell me more no <laughs> it was it was like they're like we really want to watch it. i said no you don't no. <laughs> yes we do no you don't okay we'll watch it first 15 minutes and they were like can we turn it off i was like no we are finishing it this last period it's like three hours like, long too isn't may, it I was, I was like we may not watch it tomorrow but we are watching it the rest of the hour oh god <laughs> i don't have another lesson plan <laughs> so yeah oh gosh. that happened but some of my favorite characters oh okay yes tell us is the rum tum tugger that's the big one i love him the big one yeah is he big no. Or is he the sexy one? He's the He's sexy, sexy one. one. Oh, okay. He's the one that, that does a lot of does a lot of hip thrusting. I yes. love him. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, I like the um um. What's the one Rebel Wilson played in the movie? <laughs> um, Jenny oh, Jenny Any Dots. I like her too. Why do you like why do you like her, Lucas? I don't know. I just like I've always I guess and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, like not a huge fan of the movie, but like I always overlook that character in like the show and in the recordings and stuff, and like I I was like, Oh, this character's actually kinda neat when I like saw it in the in the movie. So I was like, Oh, and so then when I went back and re listened to different stuff I was like, oh, okay. Like, she exists. Not just a rum tum tugger. <laughs> then, of course, there's Mr. Mistopheles. Okay. The conjuring cat. He's my favorite. And why is I, that? Why? Because he's freaking magical. He's a magical um, cat? He's he a is Mr. Ma- cat. He's magical Mr. Mistopheles. That's his full name. I really wish I knew what this meant. I mean, like, I have tried to watch this show multiple times, and I still am just like, what is happening? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but, when we get to the, but he's pretty important to the plot. Yes, he is. Just, oh, I have a hard it's time. It's hard to understand the plot, but he is important to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they call on him for a reason. Oh, really? Oh, well, mm-hmm. maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll learn along the way. This is this is what this podcast is about. It's about learning. Um, do you have any other today. favorite characters, Lucas? I know Jonathan. Oh, I does, always so say their names things. wrong. I always say their names wrong. Jonathan, you're gonna hate me. Tell tell me what how they look. <laughs> M- Mungle Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Yeah, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. I like them too. I like their song. Oh yeah, it's super like uh private eye yes jazzy manga carry okay my only issue with them though is that like each version of that show has a different melody to that song yes it drives me nuts is that an andrew lloyd weber thing or is that a different I, thing i don't know because like a music direction thing the original mm. like 
London cast recording sounds completely different than the 1996 recording. And that sounds different than the movie. So it's just all over the place. But I do love them. I do too. Any any others? Well, there's other characters, but I just said my favorites. <laughs> I know, I know. There's old Deuteronomy. Jonathan, what about you? What about you? What about your favorites? I love Monkus Strap. He's like the uh, right hand man of the leader kind of person. Leads them all when he's not there, um, and he's kind of like the host of the show pretty much um he's just a really fun character that is protective of everyone and oh in the movie is he the one who's like super authoritative yeah he's the one showing victoria everything i liked him yeah i i I also liked him in the movie but he was my favorite character in the movie besides um jenny and dots right and who played him in the movie I don't know, but I liked him. Um, he's a, I don't remember his was name. That but John he's Legend. A Broadway. No. No, that was from. No, 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 no. It wasn't John Legend. It was Jason Derulo. Oh, it was Jason Derulo. Who okay. Played, who played Rum Tum Tugger? I freaking hated him. I did too. You know what I was mad about? What? I was going to save this, but I have to say it now. I was mad. Because in every freaking Jason Derulo song, what happens? He sings his name. Yes. And I was like, they're going to sneak it in somewhere. They're going <laughs> to sneak it in, Rum Tum Tugger. And I'm going to find it. And then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, they didn't this do is it? <laughs> no. Wait, that's why you hated it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't sneak it in, because he was expecting them to sneak it in. But no, he, he was terrible. But if they did yes, sneak he it was. in, he would have hated it. <laughs> so pretty much there was no win-win for Lucas. It was just No, I was I was not liking the casting choice anyways, but still I was like, I would like it a little this... bit better if he snuck it in. <laughs> <laughs> Does he like... even act? Is he even an actor? In my opinion, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Geez. It was so bad. Well, we're talking about the live action movie later on, so we okay. can get all this pent out rage out later. Okay. But um, gosh, um. Let's, <laughs> I opened a can of worms when I should not have. Um, so uh, let's talk about staging and costuming because Jonathan already touched on this. This is an aspect that he really likes um, with the lighting and uh, Lucas. You already mentioned kind of that. Uh, I almost said graveyard, junkyard. Um, you know, esque stage design, but uh, you want to talk about staging or costuming first? Staging. Staging. All right, let's talk about staging. Because I agree with Lucas, the set is like so freaking cool. That's one of the things I enjoyed most as a kid, because they're cats. They're supposed to be smaller than normal cats, and so they've just enlarged a bunch of things on the set like they are in a junkyard like there's a washing machine there's a trunk to a car there's a big old tire in the corner and like the floor looks like it's covered in like newspapers and stuff and it's really just a really cool set it's very dark amazing yeah well it takes it all takes place at night so that is true but when you were talking about the lighting and those light moments and dark moments it just feels like it's very dark 
to me because the set's very dark. There's not a lot of colors, which you're right. It's supposed to be at nighttime, but it's also a junkyard, so there's just black everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, they black out the back so that it doesn't go like too far out. I guess so the I sense. guess the characters, the cats are colorful. Yeah, well, I mean, even in the live performance of the show, they do use a lot of colorful lights, especially during the ball and at the end. Um, like, I think it's kind of new the newer cast that's done it. They've strung like those glass bulbs oh, yeah. everywhere, and Ooh, like they would do this colorful, very hip hipster esque type show. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So and then yeah, of course, there are really somber moments, and like the villain coming to attack them, and they use that dark mood lighting to show. That seriousness. Well, I was about to say that there's a lot of mood lighting in that show. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Lucas, what is your opinion? I mean, I know you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but what's your opinion on the stage design of it? Oh, I like it. Um, okay. I like it a lot. I like the, like I said, I'm really a fan of the concept of, you know, the challenge of even directing, let alone acting. Um, as another creature, like as a cat, and then creating that world for them. Um, creating that world. And I like, that's one of the reasons I think I personally love musicals and plays in general is like, you're creating little planets and they have certain laws and certain things that exist on these planets, on these worlds. And like, that's that's how the world operates. And like, this is just a very unique, quirky at times, world that yeah. i just really like enjoy seeing the execution of it when it's executed well yeah. um now because of you lj lucas i should say sorry i keep calling him what i call him um now i'm thinking what if someone staged it at a graveyard Ooh. rather than junkyard how would that change everything or would Probably it change wouldn't. everything I don't know. Just There's cats in graveyards. Just thoughts that occur to me because I think it would make it more mystical and more of a supernatural aspect because there is kind of that aspect to it. Yeah. And the storyline. Yeah. Well, the stage design is very unique. Uh, at least that's something I can can say about it. Um, you know, it, it, I, I appreciate it just being interested in stage design but uh, let's talk about costuming uh obviously they're all dressed as cats but every cat is different um that's so what about... i find so unique about this show is like it's not like oh look at the ensemble they're all dressed similarly and blah 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 no it's like every cat has their own look and it's freaking amazing the makeup the costumes yeah a lot the of spandex makeup. it's all amazing yeah. And even just the fur and the tails and the ears and like everything is incredible when it comes to making the cat, you know, look like a cat. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the makeup is very well done. The presentation of this show is very well done with the staging and the costuming. But of course Jonathan probably has more to add on the on the costumes. Yeah, um I 
just love the amount of detail there is to each and every cat, like Lucas says, um, because like they each have their own name, they each have their own pattern, um, and what yes, while it's like spandex or whatever, um, leotards, they like have these legging like no leg warmers looking things and like arm uh bands i guess that add to like, fluffy. The, the fur yeah aspect of it and like mongo jerry and rumple teaser they're kind of like they have the same patterns like they complement each other because they're a team and um in college in costume and makeup we had to for our final we had to um we were assigned a cat that we had to do their makeup for and so doing that just really put into perspective for me how much detail like is on each of their faces because like it has to take i mean i'm sure it gets quicker once they get used to it but it has to take so long because of the amount of layering just on their face alone and then yeah. they have their wigs, their leotards, everything. Like, it's incredible. Well, I'm imagine dancing like, with the tail, too. Well, that and imagine dancing and sweating with all that makeup. Oh, yeah. Like, you I can't that, sweat. Just like, just like alone, like, doing normal stage makeup for a play or a musical, like, I sweat and I break out and, like, some of the issues with skin, like, wow. Like, it just amazes me. Like... Probably they get used to it and they probably got a lot of healthcare stuff and a lot of different things like they skincare. I say healthcare. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> they have healthcare. They probably um, do have healthcare too. <laughs> um, but skincare and different stuff that they do, like, because obviously they're going to have to do that and get used to it. But like, to me, it's just, it's just the magic and beauty of theater. It's such a feat to pull off. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's only like, three or four songs where they're like not on stage or they're not doing anything while they're on stage. And the rest of the time they're just going and it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're, we'll talk about this when it comes to the music. Um, but is it technically an opera? I don't think so. I would consider it more of a ballet than an opera. It's, is it, but I mean like, it's is it sung through, right? Is there, there no any dialogue. like is there any dialogue or is it all singing? Oh no, yeah, it's is it mostly like singing. Is? So it would be considered probably not an opera, but a sung through musical. Yeah, which is an opera. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but no, I was curious about that because honestly, I can't remember, and so I was curious. Um, if it was sung through or if there actually was dialogue in it. But I don't think there is. No, they've connected all the songs, all the songs. in a way that there doesn't need... They don't Which really I feel have. like Andrew Lloyd Webber is very good at that. He likes that. Yeah, he likes it a lot. He likes doing that. Um, before we talk about the music, let's talk about the story. Let's get down and dirty with this plot that you have been talking about. So... Let's okay. go talk about the plot of the thing and maybe I'll actually understand what's happening. So naturally, because I watched it all as a kid, I didn't really understand it that much either. Um, and it took me like watching it as an adult to be like, oh, I kind of see it now. Um, but basically, 
Um, the cats all meet in this junkyard once a year so that they can pick, I don't know, ne not necessarily the best cat, but the one that deserves to move on to a better life, pretty much. They call it the heavy side layer. And there's like a lot of opinions of what that means. But um, basically, the cats are introducing themselves as they go through. And Monka Strap is the host of the evening. They call it the Jellicle Ball. So they're all introducing themselves. And then um, the leader finally arrives, Old Deuteronomy, and he shares his words of wisdom. And they go into this huge dance. And the ball itself is probably my favorite part of the show. It's not like a lyric song. It's just the music and dancing. And it's pretty a pretty long dance sequence. And it is my favorite part of the show, honestly. Um, and then they continue introducing themselves. And throughout all this happening, they're getting like spooked by this evil cat called um, McCavity. And he is like um, attacking them pretty much. And so he ends up kidnapping old Deuteronomy, who is their leader. And so in order to get them back, they get um, magical Mr. Mistopheles to pretty much summon him back from wherever he was kidnapped before. Hmm. And okay, sorry, before this happens, after old Deuteronomy is kidnapped, they're singing like about McCavity who kidnapped him. And then uh, McCavity brings old Deuteronomy back. But one of the like younger cats is suspicious of him. And so she attacks him and old Deuteronomy like spins around and he throws off like the coat of old Deuteronomy to reveal McCavity. It's him. And so he's attacking all the cats at this point and Monkestrap and all the older cats kind of, it's mainly a fight between Monkestrap and McCavity, but then all the other cats start getting involved. Monkestrap gets really injured and they eventually just run McCavity away. And he um, uses like these car batter, like jumper cables to do something with electricity and um, he pretty much vanishes and cuts off all the power that they have there. So they're left in the dark and they're left without old Deuteronomy. And that's when they get uh, magical Mr. Mistopheles to come and the, he turns the power back on. He brings back old Deuteronomy and they're celebrating him. And then um, it's time for old Deuteronomy to choose who the person is well, the cat that gets to move on to a better life. And throughout this whole show, there's an outsider cat who, she's not evil. She just left the group to pursue, um, a, like, her dreams, I guess. And she 
is pretty much like a failure. She turned her back on them, so they turned their backs on her. And she's trying to come back into the group. She's older. She's ratty and worn down. And they all pretty much hate her. And so throughout the whole show, she's coming back and saying, like, she's the one who sings Memory, which is, like, one of the most famous songs of that show. And so they're trying, she's trying to get them to accept her again. And it isn't until the end where Old Deuteronomy, like, she sings the memory ballad that everyone loves. And that's when Old Deuteronomy picks her to move on to the heavy side layer. And that is pretty much how, like, what goes on in the show. Wow. That sounds super interesting. And I'm being serious. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's really, it is hard to follow because it's not like that clear. It's just them doing all these songs that Andrew Lloyd Webber has put the music to these poems that T.S. Eliot wrote. Just so you don't like really very, get that. Yeah, it just seems like a very loosely constructed plot. And it's more so kind of about the songs, but yeah. Yeah. Like that sounds super interesting, but I, w- I would have never have gotten that ever. Well, yeah, it's I guess you have to watch the I definitely thing. didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lucas. <laughs> if you even get more than halfway through it, you know. Uh the stuff that ties it all together kind of that you find interesting happens like towards the end of the show oh really see i feel like i've made it to memories at least well she sings that kind of multiple times doesn't she jonathan she has multiple reprises of memory mm-hmm. or that melody she does yeah. oh yes. gosh the most famous like one Jellicle i think is her end one yeah she does it like three times and i think the end is the most memorable (laughs) uh nice i appreciate that um you're welcome but Uh, yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie like there's a really slow part in the middle that as a kid i didn't appreciate and then after magical mr mr mistopheles number i kind of would zone out as a kid Hmm. but all that at the end is important to the plot yeah. While we're just uh, shooting out song titles here and everything, let's talk about the music while we're at it. You know, the great Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, uh, Lucas said, is he really the only thing that he likes about the show? Um, and Memories is really the only thing that I know about the show, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's a great, great music, right? Very catchy, I guess. Yes. In my opinion. <laughs> I like Rum Tum yeah. Tugger, the song, a lot. <laughs> What's and I think I I think I do like that song too because I think I was watching it before we did this, and I was like, man, this is actually a really good song. It's pretty catchy. It has pizzazz. It does have pizzazz. <laughs> it's meant to seduce you. Ah, uh, I mean, but I wasn't really <laughs> watching it. I was just listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is a really good song. Oh, and then is- I looked up on my TV screen and I saw him hip thrusting, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? And all the female <laughs> cats are like. Ah! pretty much so that's exactly how they sound it's pretty much exactly how they sound yeah i just Sounds watched like it like 10 recording minutes ago me when i was watching it so. <laughs> well yeah i know that <laughs> i was trying to imitate lucas as well i've heard him scream like that multiple times yes so <laughs> no, yeah really what like, other what I other really songs like song. are um obviously magical mr mistopheles is a great song um jonathan i know you like that one um 
Um, I, like, I also love Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. That's a good um, song too. It's probably one of the most fun songs in the second act for sure. Um, wow. Can I go into a little history thing real quick? Of where course. It's not really history, but um, they will interchange some of the songs because at one point, um, like the original was that they would do a song called Growl Tiger's Last Stand. Yeah, I've um, heard of this. And yeah. he's the pirate cat. And, um, but they didn't do that for the movie, like the pro shot recording. Yeah. That's when they did um, the Battle of the Peaks and the Pollicles, which is where they tell the story of some a dog fight, pretty much. Interesting. Um, so those are some fun songs that... Is that where like, they dressed up as dogs? Yeah. So those are songs that may or may not be on a recording that you listen to. That is interesting that they can interchange the songs. Hmm. Yeah. So I never besides, knew, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, Lucas. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to change the subject slightly, so go ahead. Okay, yeah. I was going to say I didn't know that memory. It, it's very sweet. I mean, obviously, memory is the ballad piece. We all know it. We all love it. Um you know, she's 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 singing about. Uh, Touch me, it's so easy. <laughs> she's thinking about the the memories that she has had, the good old days. You know, the time that she had in the junkyard with her friends, and then she left, and then they hate her. Um, uh, you know, why is that the song that that screams out of this? Is it just because it's a power ballad, and you know? When it came out, women probably sang it for auditions for years and even to this day. Still do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I think because it's about, it's very much about like nostalgia and just remembering where you've come from. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know, you can interpret it however you want, but it reminds me of like the while we had good days in the past we also had bad days but they're not all we're made of like we have we have a potential for um being better and doing better and though even though we've made mistakes we shouldn't be like remembered for those mistakes like we've had good moments too if that makes sense and another great female lead let me just point that out yes um so what i was going to say yes what were you gonna say lucas is i'm not saying this to be mean i legitimately mean this don't get nervous um i really like probably my favorite song i like rum tum tugger but probably my favorite song in the whole show it's just like the opening with Jellicle Cats. Oh. Jellicle Cats. Like, everyone's like, it's so repetitious, but I love it. He was literally singing that while we were waiting for you to get on. I love it's, that song. It's stinking catchy. It is. And it's fun. And I just think the energy's fun and watching them dance to it and sing it. And it's fun because then, like, yes, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It's almost like well, you... one thing about. Sorry, you go, you go, Jonathan. Go I was gonna say something snarky, no, you... so you go, Jonathan. <laughs> I know what you were gonna say too. Yeah, Lucas, go ahead. No, Jonathan, you go. 
Okay. The music, back to like the music. Um, and I don't know if, I know a lot of composers do this where they repeat like lines in a melody throughout their shows. I just seem to notice it more with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like yes. he loves repeat repeating lines from other songs in throughout his show. And it just, I don't know, it makes it flow a lot better for me, I think. Very when, cohesive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, again, the ball. Like, you hear little parts from other songs throughout the whole show. And I had a point, and it is gone now, so. Well, it just makes it catchy. Because you yeah. hear it over and over and over again. Sticks with you. Yeah, so it sticks with you. But he just has a way of writing like these epic melodies that he does. will get stuck in your head. He does. So I guess that's a good thing for this show particularly. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, so we we're 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 cutting on the time here uh pretty much and I want to talk about the live action movie. We've already talked about it a little bit. But I have not seen the live action movie. So you guys can go to town on it. All I've heard is is that it was bad. You've never seen this movie? No. Oh my god. I've never watched it. It is an experience that you must have. That's what I've heard. Whether you like it or not. It is an experience that you must have. Yeah, but but I've also heard that it's better if you watch it under substances that I don't do. Oh, I've said that multiple times. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I know. I've uh-huh. said that on the other podcast. I, yes, you did. So. <laughs> yeah, we did preview this, didn't we? Oh, that's sweet. Um, so yeah, you guys go to town on it. What'd you like about it? What'd you not like about it? Okay. Well, so a good part about it is that it is easier to see the plot in the movie. Yes. Than in the stage version. They do a that really a good job of that. They even go so far as to have a little rescue scene for, like, the people that are getting kidnapped. Like, they don't just kidnap uh, Old Deuteronomy. They're kidnapping all the contestants in this contest they're having, Um, which gives a little more credibility to McCavity. There's definitely a lot more plot to, like, in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Do they have dialogue in the movie? Um, yes, I was about to yeah. say it's not sung through. Oh. There's actual dialogue in the movie, not a lot, but there is. Maybe that's yeah. what helps with it. Yeah, it's it's like so instead of them all meeting at this ball, uh, the main dancer Victoria in the show she doesn't really have a solo. Um, she has a solo dance, but not like a song for herself. Hmm. She in the movie gets dumped by a car in this uh, junkyard, I guess. And so all the cats are introducing themselves. And then Monkey Strap takes her around to meet all the cats for the ball. It's really neat because Victoria kind of serves as the audience liaison. She's meeting all these characters for the first time, and so are you. Hmm. So it kind of gives it more of a reason to why they're introducing themselves and understanding what's going on. It isn't like, oh, there's this event happening and we're watching it. It's, oh, there's this event happening and we're going to show you what's happening, Victoria. And the audience gets to kind of see through the eyes of Victoria. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would appreciate that. It just so made a little bit more of a gateway to the plot, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What about uh, CGI and character and uh, actor choice? Let me say this: I actually do like the movie. It's better on certain things, um, but I do like and enjoy the movie for the plot aspect and for the music aspect. I do not like the CGI. Um, it makes me a little uncomfortable. But not even really the cats. You know what makes me the most uncomfortable? Can you guess, Jonathan? I I really don't. The cockroaches and the mice. <laughs> yeah. They make me more uncomfortable. But the CGI makes me very uncomfortable here and there. Like, yeah. Um, do I think this is a challenging show? Yes. Do I almost wish they just did it in costumes and not CGI? Yeah. For sure. I think the like scenery they could have kept because that was pretty Yes, the awesome. scenery was great. But I definitely wish they had done just regular costumes like the show does. And they could have. Of... And they could have made the costumes blend in with the actual scenery and like make it match. That's what I mean by blend in. But like Right. Yeah. It was kind of terrifying <laughs> um yeah. and what about uh what about actor choice like sir ian mckellen and judy okay. dent right judy dench I and absolutely uh, taylor swift love... taylor swift Sorry. was in it right yeah she was okay i absolutely loved ian mckellen as gus the theater cat that was like i said in the show version gus the theater cat is the song that would make me lose interest as a kid but Ian McKellen was fantastic, and he was isn't, great. Isn't he watch. always though? He's just the best. Yeah, I stink and love him. One right, thing well, I don't understand though is like Judy Dench's old Deuteronomy. I just didn't get that choice. Like she's a, I on it. Obviously, she's amazing as an actress, but I don't know why they cast her in that role. Any thoughts, Lucas? Um. I felt the casting of Judy Dench was a, oh, she's super famous and she probably wants to play this role or wants to be in this. So we're going to do a twist and put her in this role. That's what I kind of figured mm. what was going on there. Um, T-Swift, they kind of made a role for her that wasn't really typical on the show. If you get what I'm saying, Jonathan. Yeah. Her, like, her character... Like, it was is in the show henchman. yeah but but yeah they made her like mccavity's henchman yeah and that's not Ooh. really how it goes down in the actual live show um to my knowledge it's been a while no yeah you're right yeah. um so i feel like we once again we're kind of like oh she's super famous we're gonna kind of do a twist on this and do this um i like a lot of people don't i liked rebel wilson mm -hmm. in her role um i've heard a lot of people complain about that i actually liked it um i thought she did a good job and i thought like of course she's gonna be funny it's rebel but i also thought she brought something to that character a character that typically is probably forgotten and boring like i said i didn't really realize she was a character until i watched mm -hmm. the movie and i was like i really like this character um 
So I like that. James Corden, uh, a lot of people hate on him being in movie musicals now because he's been in a bunch. Um, I didn't mind him. I thought he did okay. I thought towards the end, him and Rebel Wolf were trying too hard to make it funny, especially mm -hmm. when they got kidnapped. Um, I was like, no, you sang your song, you did your job, you're kidnapped, okay, shut up. Um, you know me, I'm blunt. Um, About James Corden's character, I didn't like it so much because in the show, he plays Bust Buster for Jones. He's supposed to be like this super posh and proper cat. And of course, he eats a lot. It's basically a song about why he's so fat. Um, but he's respected and he's like a posh cat. But in the movie, he's like bumbling and rolling around and just eating a bunch of food and it takes away from like the song itself and yeah so it wasn't really my favorite even though Acting i love james choices. corden um idris elba as mccavity am i correct with that was that who that was mm -hmm. yes um i thought he was fine um obviously they made mccavity's role bigger um and by bigger i mean like they actually gave him lines and kind of dialogue and yeah, yeah. um I thought he did fine. Um, who else? Love the guy who played Monka Strap. Um, he was fantastic. He was amazing as an actor and dancer and just all around. He pulled it off and was one of the reasons I actually enjoy watching the movie was because, like, his performance is great. Well, um, he's on Broadway, and so he probably has a lot more experience in that type of field role. Yeah. Yeah. That type of, like, show. Um... I don't know who played, I forget who plays Victoria, but she did a good job. It was um, like a, one of those introducing yeah. type of things. It was a brand new person. Mm. Yeah. She did, she did a good job for the role she had. Um, I honestly wasn't a fan of her voice too much. Like. Well, yeah, I do. I don't like to be judgy, but she just sounded really weak to me. And was it Alicia Keys in it? Or who was it? It was. Jen Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Yep, I knew it was a powerhouse vocalist. Um just didn't, couldn't remember which one because there's so many nowadays. Um sorry. Um but um yes, as Grizabella, like I thought it was okay. It wasn't like earth shattering to me. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, what an amazing performance. I was like, oh, it's Grisabella. It's, it's a great song. She did a good job. Kudos. Golf clap. That's, That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of things about it, obviously from Jonathan, obviously from people. I mean, we're theater people, so we all hear different things. But overall, I mean, it feels like it was a good movie, but maybe didn't do the show justice, but maybe did. I don't know. As far overall. as understanding the plot... Yes, like yeah. Granted, just... they took they took some liberties, but now I understand. I went back and yeah, I went back and watched the actual pro shot, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I get this a whole lot more. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, anything la uh, last to add about the movie? Um, I do like what they did with Skimble Shanks making it a tap number. I thought that was mm. agreed. Like so cool. Nice. Even nice. if their animation was 
terrifying. <laughs> but their animation was terrifying. I could agree also, with that. I never even watched it. Oh, you say they, also? They, also, they gave um, Mr. Mistopheles a kind of like storyline with Victoria. Like, yes, they kind I of made them a love interest. I liked and, it. A lot I of mean, people didn't, but I did. As a kid, I totally shipped Monk, uh, Mistopheles and Victoria because that's kind of how they portray them at the beginning of the show. But like they actually did it in the movie and they gave him like a we need you to step up dude and save our leader so it was pretty cool awesome so not for the movie but just for the show in general stage version whatever overall ratings for the show 1000 i'm just kidding um, <laughs> from 1 to 10 10 being good 1 being the worst thing you've ever seen in your life um, let's go with Lucas. Oh boy. Um, or should I go with Jonathan first? We know what he's going to give. Yeah, Jonathan, go no, first. No, you don't. Jonathan, okay. what are you going to give? I will give a s- eight. I will s- give an eight. A s- eight. Really? Um, Not a ten? Well, because I do understand coming at it as an adult, it can be very weird. Um... I mean, that's also how I felt about Shrek the Musical. I thought it was weird at first, but now I love it. But Cats, as a show itself, I just think of it as a work of art because the music is gorgeous. The choreography is phenomenal. Everything about it is just an art piece. And if you go into it expecting like a fantastic story, you're not going to get that. So that's why I'll take two off the top. Hey. All right. And it can be hard to understand. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's a fantastic family show. It's clean. It's exciting. And it's just a beautiful show to watch yeah. live. So that's an eight for me. All right, Lucas. I am debating on my answer. So I'm waiting to have you give your answer and then I'll give mine. Um, I'm going to say a four. Oh! <gasps> Yeah. I was going to say a four. Okay, so we're both saying four. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Four and four equals eight. (laughs) Beautiful. No, so I was on the, I was on the brink. I was on the edge of giving it a four or five. I might give it a five just because I love Jonathan. You don't need to do it. Jonathan, I love you too, but I'm still giving it a (laughs) five. And, like, I completely understand why coming at it from an adult perspective, it's not going to be your favorite thing. I get that. So you don't have to apologize. Yeah. I'll give it a four. <laughs> I just, I, okay, the only reason I'm giving it a four is because I appreciate the set design, the costumes, and the music. Technically, I need to give it a three. But I'm not. I'm giving it a four because I don't understand the show. I have a hard time sitting through it. And anyway, Lu- Lucas, what, what about your four? That was Why only two negatives, so technically you should give it an eight as well. So. <laughs> no, nope. how that works. I enjoy the concept. Um, mm-hmm. I give it... I, I'm lower with it, personally, because it just... 
not seeing seeing it live, I would give a higher rating. But not seeing it live, I would probably. It's just a hard show to rate because to me, it's just the plot is so hard to follow. Yeah. Do I appreciate it more than I did because of the movie? Yes. Um, like I said, I think it'd be more of a fun show to be in than to actually watch. Um, I think it'd be a fun show to direct um, as a director. I would be like, yeah, this would be a challenge. This would be a lot of fun to go on this journey. Granted, everyone probably wouldn't enjoy the journey like after watching it, but like, yeah. It'd be fun going on it. Um, but yeah, that's my thing is I just don't pre-movie, I'll be honest, I'd give it a two. Because I just was not a fan. Ouch. Thought the music was good, but just was like, oh, this plot, oh, these costumes, this is kind of just way off, far off. And then even though the CGI was terrible, watched the movie, gave the the pro shot another shot. <laughs> um and just kind of looked at it from a different angle, a more educated angle and a more director angle. And I was like, okay, I see value in this work of art. And um, yeah, but do you I raised it too? I raised it too. Um, huh. It has to be something I like a lot to be above a five. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, well, 10 I... and it has to be like the Holy Grail of musical theater. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, I was like I said, I was really on the fence about four or five. Um, I don't absolutely despise it. Um, it does have some good aspects to it. There's just, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so maybe if I watched the movie, I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid five. But four is four is the rating for me. So four, four, eight. Nostalgia. Nostalgia is going to get you every time, folks. Okay. It's get it was you the longest time. running musical for a reason. <laughs> that is true. Until Phantom of the Opera came along. I anyway, do so that people do like it and like it does have an appeal, but it, it just does. personally for me, it's a four. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your rating at home if you're listening to this right now? Um, you know, what's your rating for it? Are you a Jonathan lover or are you a Lucas hater? See, I could say that because we're both. Everyone's a Jonathan lover. Are you kidding? That is true. Um, but uh, but no, we all have that one musical that got away and it didn't impress us like everyone thought it was. And that musical is Cats, you know, for me and some people but i'm not a big fan of it but obviously there are those in the world that absolutely love it and adore it jonathan uh, to each their own that is the beauty of theater we don't have to enjoy it we just have to appreciate it to a certain extent yeah and that's the beauty of this podcast is you can agree to disagree and that's the beauty of it so well thanks mm -hmm. for coming on the show guys oh another great conversation i loved it same yeah it was fun yeah, yeah. Trust me, Jonathan has been banking for this this whole time. Now we gotta brainstorm what's gonna be next. Oh gosh, what is gonna be next? I don't know. I have ideas, but I'm Oh gosh, well, I'll get back to you on that. This is the second Angel Lady Rubber show we've talked about together. It's true. That is true. Let's do it. Let's do a third one. <laughs> um, so it's always so much fun uh, always so much fun to have you guys on. Um also to have you here for the anniversary week is a pleasure as well. Yes, thank you so much yeah. for inviting us for that. I love that. Happy You're anniversary, welcome. Lucas. I know, right? I'm Happy so excited. Anniversary, oh. Lucas. I, I love it. It's so much fun. I love having you guys on, and I love just talking about random stuff all the time. 
But um, if you have never seen Cats, go out and watch it. Get your opinion on it. If you already have an opinion on it, I'm sure you'd loved this episode. Um, I've got one more episode coming out tomorrow, and then it'll be time for season two. Uh, thanks for coming on the show again, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. And remember, you don't care.